Mikey and his magic middies. Will they get you over the line this season? Will Jake have Tedesco this week? Maxie, the consistent keeper. Ryan Hadley, Australia's next test fast bowler. Timmy, the 2020 Supercoach champion. And Savs, the Newcastle. I mean, Tommy Turbo Tragic. Are you ready for some football? We're ready for some football, baby. Here we go, here we go. You're now listening to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Savage Turbos. Yes, that is a massive intro for the big man, Ryan Hadley, for his first appearance on the show. I am joined by Australia's next test fast bowler. <laughs> Just oh, I don't know how accurate that is. A bit of mail on that, I think, <laughs> but... Uh... Thanks for having me anyway. I appreciate it. Who would have known? Supercoach rolls around again. I told myself this year I wasn't going to look at it until week before, like Timmy used to say. Yep. Um, but typical, what are we, four or five weeks out and my team's already already in the team picker. So um, we play on and we, we go on to bigger and better things, hopefully this year. Probably not, but we'll see how we go. Let's hope so. So <laughs> just uh, to clarify, uh, you are you are not... The next test fast bowler. We don't know. Uh, there is mail. Th- th- there is mail that you're you're one spot behind Lance Morris, possibly. So I don't know where you're getting mail <laughs> from, mate. Hopefully, you're, hopefully your hopefully your super coach mail is better than that. So, firstly, let's just go on your cricket season so far. How have you been going this season? Yeah. And wh- where's your career at? We pretty much um we had you on last year. And uh, we've got you on this year. Uh, I wouldn't say full time, but it's like here and there whenever you can come on. Um, where, where's your career at now? It's kind of at a at a crossroad last year, and uh, still yeah, still yeah. not it's, it's still not tracking. Super, super coach and the cricket season kind of clashing at the moment. So once that's over, we can just focus purely on on the footy. Um, I'm still with the Blues. I'm still at Manly for my club cricket. Um, hopefully, I get a crack shortly. Uh, I was actually called into the Thunder squad for the last game, so that's why I wasn't on last week's ep. But I gave it a listen on the way to the ground, and um, and I'm I'm more enlightened for it, which is great. So, <laughs> unfortunately, didn't get a crack, but and the Thunder lost. We lost, which is a shame. But um, yeah, hope, I, I was I was jumping on I was jumping on looking my name on the uh, BBL Supercoach, but and I realised it was a finals game and then it was all over. So, oh, yeah, um, Jesus. <laughs> that, that would have been something. Uh, that, but yeah. That's when you know you make it when you're in Supercoach. Yeah, when I'm in the name of Supercoach. I know, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so, pretty much there was Gorinda Sandu went down, Brendan Doggett that went down. Ross Pawson made yep. his debut uh, last week. So, had they gone another week, you are probably a sniff. In theory, like, yeah. you never know. I was a sniff this game and... Um, I suppose it was me or Porso, and they went Porso. But um, yeah, it was. I was just good to be around the boys and yeah. good to um, experience it all. Shane, the rain came, and but yeah, it was good. Good night. W- what was the camp like when the rain came? Like this fucking bullshit. <laughs> no, not quite. It was. They were frustrated, but yeah. I think they knew at the end of at the end of the day they probably didn't bowl the greatest, and they was probably too few too many runs on the board. But um, everyone was really excited when. When there was kind of chat, there was going to be 38 off 13 balls or whatever. Um, yeah. With Warner in, Ollie Davies still to come. Still plenty of batting. Everyone was really keen and we backed ourselves, which was really good. Uh, but, yeah, then it, then it rained again. It was Dunzos and didn't get home until bloody uh, 
two in the morning. There we go, Jake's tuning knock, in. Not because I was on the piss, because <laughs> a long night. Not on the piss. Um, <laughs> there, there you go, Jake, uh, Thunder's number one drinks runner. We did see some photos there of you on the TV, which is uh, pretty, I tried my very best. Pretty good. Yeah, you, you tried your best to get in the camera shot. Anyway, <laughs> fuck, where are we? Um, so we are talking about halves. Let me just turn this off. We're talking about halves today, and we're going a few antipod options. So, I don't know if you've jotted down a few antipods in your notes. You were the um, the one last year who put down in your notes that the only one who put notes down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't come quite as prepared now because uh, I know that's the way you bucks roll. You yeah. just kind of just just flow. But um, last year, I thought I'd be prepared, and it didn't help me anyway. So. <laughs> um, I thought, I thought this year we'd just go with the flow and see what's happening and just have a chat. Righto, let's start with the halfbacks. Um, th- there is a popular combination. H- have you toiled with the halfbacks yet? Too much. Too, Too much. much. Already, and- when you sent your side last week, you had I think you had about four players, maybe even five. Yeah, that's, well, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It was two weeks ago and I told myself I wasn't going to pick, so I lobbed in the first four players. Yeah. And from there, it's grown slightly. Um I like Mark. I'm a diehard Panthers fan, and I'm finding it hard not to have Nathan Cleary in there. I'm sure yep. there'll be plenty of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but that other spot, I'm just not sure. With the buys, I typically I, I try to have a cheap, um, a cheap halfback as well. But if with the buys and I need to play them, I I, I just can't really back anyone. I don't really know where I'm leaning. Uh, interested to hear your thoughts first, but um, yeah, I'm just not too sure at the moment. I. I have gone the popular combination, um, Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary. I, I feel like a lot yep. of people are going this this route, but I mean, this is why I want to talk about antipods today because these two are very heavily owned and uh, let, let, let's even have a look at how much owned they are at the moment. So Cleary is currently 57%. 57. Nico Hines is twenty six percent. He's 26%. the second most owned. So obviously, a lot of people are going with this, with this kind of combination. Nathan Cleary at fifty seven percent. Is that is that non negotiable? You reckon? I think almost. I think he's a standout from the crowd. And Nico Hines, I just don't know if he can replicate the killer year he had last year. I'm just not sure on the Sharks. Um, the Panthers. I know they lost a few guys, but I think they're going to come out hot again and. I think Nathan Cleary is going to be the guy that leads that, obviously, with RP gone. Um, I think he's almost a non-negotiable. I think if he stays on the park and doesn't tip someone on their head again, um, I think he's the number one option by a long way. Well, even with Appy on the field last year, he, he was killing it and he was just a lock-in captain option week in, week out. Every time Appy was not on the field, he was... Uh, even more of a standout, even even against a tougher crowd. I think personally, that, yeah, my point exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a non-negotiable for me. Um, but I I do see your point in Nico Hines. He had a breakout year with the Sharks. Um, had twenty three try assists or something like that. He has the Rabbitohs, Parramatta, and uh, he has someone else pretty tough in the third week. But then his draw gets really easy after that. I'm. I know he can score well against them. Um, he, he actually plays the Raiders in the third week. He can score well against them, and these sides tend to leak points early in the season and tend not to really hit hit their strides till later. Yeah. Is there a world you see yourself starting without him? Um, 
900K. Yeah, massively. I feel like Nathan Cleary is the better option and he's cheaper, but it's just who do you start with and who do you replace for yes. the points? So the, the only reason I, I see myself starting with both of them is that I don't know which guys, the, the step down yeah. for that are going to be the best. I think there's too many options that aren't great, that are all around the same. Your Moses, your Hughes, your Cherry Evans even. Um, none of them really jump out at me like Cleary does, obviously, but then even even Nico Hines. I'm, coming off of Dalliam, I'm not sure if there's going to be a bit of, not that it's his second year, but a bit of second-year syndrome almost. Yeah. Um, at a new club in, in the number seven. Um, but, yeah, it was – I'm not sure. At the moment, I've thrown, in, I've thrown Sam Walker in there at the moment. Yeah. Um, which I'm not convinced on at all. But for 300K cheaper than Nico Hines, I, I don't see that much difference in, um, in output, to be honest. I think let's dissect Hines a little further. Um, when he, he started at the Sharks last year, playing seven for the first time. A lot of teams at the start of the year wouldn't have really focused their their game plans around him being a good seven because we didn't know where he was going to play at the start of the season. These teams that have the Raiders in the first three weeks, they're going to they're going to target him, they're going to shut him down, and they're going to force the Sharks to play differently. Uh, every team has to evolve every year, even the Panthers. You can see the Panthers 2020, 2021, 2022. Every year their attack is based around a different uh, different shape and just it's focused around different types of players. And I think that's going to be the same situation for the Sharks this year. And possibly Nico Hines gets more try involvement but gets less try assists. I can't find myself to start without him, but I'm really kind of playing with this tactic of the antipod route. Yeah, absolutely. He came out hot last year. He's had 400s in his first five games or something ridiculous. Um, and it was only after a few that I ended up getting because I was under the same impression as, as you kind of. I was, wasn't sure how he was going to fit into that shark system in the number seven, but obviously Craig Fitzgibbon worked his wonders and moulded Nico into a bloody good player and a bloody good super coach player at that. Um, I just don't know. 900. I just don't know. Did you see this? There's a stat the other day about Matt Moylan's, um, yeah. Matt Moylan's try involvement. The great Timmy, the great Timmy, Wimmy Tilliams. He, um, what was it? 26 try involvements. He, yeah, he was first. And, yeah. uh, and there was a daylight to second. Yeah. Cody Walker like was second or like 21. Second or something like that. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. I think potentially Nico could be that guy that turns into Matt Moylan and maybe, I don't know, maybe someone else in the Sharks is going to benefit from it. Maybe I'm looking too far into it, but I I don't know. I think you've got to look at things objectively when you're paying this amount of price because he's most certainly probably going to lose money at the start of the year. Uh, He's not going to keep it up. You can't. It's impossible. That's, this is my thing going into last year, though. I just don't know. I just don't know where. Where are you getting? Where are you going cheap to get that that sort of fun from? Yeah. Nine hundred and the eight hundred and whatever Cleary is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not. I don't think I'll start with him. To be honest, I don't <laughs> I, think I can. I've, I'm starting with him. I've done pretty well to fit everybody else in. Uh, but le- we're going through the halves today, so we'll go through the list. You've yep. got Sam Walker in at six hundred twenty-two thousand. Dolphins first round. Historically, Sam Walker does not score well against the Dolphins. Are you worried about that in round one? 
Gee, thanks, mate. We pulled that one out of the last <laughs> Cup out of the Queensland Cup final. Um, I, look, to be honest, I've never been a fan of Sam Walker's in Supercoach. I don't know what it is. It's probably just the eye test, to be honest. He's, yeah. Um, obviously small and goes for the glory plays a lot and his goal kicking is something just out of this world in the wrong way. Um, but he just, he just he just does it. He just turns up and he does it. And I think the Roosters are going to be uh, one of the top couple of teams this year yet again. Um, and I just don't see a world where he doesn't score doesn't score points. And it's it's going to be at the detriment of guys like Nico Hines because I think it's going to balance himself out a little bit. You said, look at his goal kicking. You didn't like him for, from the eye test, but then you, you're starting with him. You, you're seeing he. That's can, what I'm saying. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't. I, it's I've weird. never been a fan, but it, it's weird. I had that same thought not last year, the year prior when he came onto the scene. I thought, you know, small guy goes for the miracle plays, and he, all his points come from these types of of plays. But last year, I think he really matured very quickly, and then miracle plays, he knew when to kind of run the ball and then do that cutout pass. So I think I think he has matured, and another preseason under his belt with this side, uh, hopefully training in the seven jersey, hopefully Trent Robinson doesn't pull some funnies out on us and puts <laughs> Angus on the right and then puts yeah. Walker back on the left. I, I hope he doesn't do that. But uh, I'm not starting with him myself, but I, I, I see big things from Sammy Walker. This time last year, I was not confident, but I'm, yeah. I reckon he could do well to start. By no means is this locked in anyway. Anything I say in terms of my team, just be prepared that in two weeks' time when we're back on, it'll be, it could very well be completely <laughs> different. 100%. You'll hear a stat about... Nico Hines and be like, oh, Nico yeah. Hines is in my side. Uh, we got Addo here, uh, Adrianosaurus Rex. Start with Jerome. So I think he's an- another very interesting one if you are going to avoid the Nico route. Jerome Hughes, 721000 I mean, it's probably not cheap enough compared to Sam Walker, uh, considering yeah. Sam Walker is goal-kicking. But Jerome Hughes, assuming Pappy is out, uh, their draw is quite juicy with Parramatta in round one. Uh, I know Parramatta made the grand final last year, but they're very leaky in their defense uh, at the beginning of the season. Round two, they have the Bulldogs and Gold Coast. Uh, again, I don't want to, I don't want to say these teams are easy draws, but based on last year, they, they are. But at the same time, I feel like these lower sides are going to come out with a defensive attitude and, no one is an easy draw. In my opinion, I actually think the the better teams like the Rabbitohs, Parramatta, uh, the Raiders, sorry, Addo, I know you're watching. Um, I think they're going to leak points early in the season and then they're going to come home strong when it really matters. Yeah, I think so as well. I'm, just not, I'm not sure on Jerome. I think a new kind of new forward pack at Melbourne as well mm-hmm. might take a couple of games to crack on with it um, and doesn't quite have the ceiling of of a, of a Nico Hines. Obviously, the massive price difference, but he's, he's had one of those few that are in between that I'm just not convinced on. Um, on either Do you want to start for Jerome? Uh, he's playing the first game of the Supercoach season on the Thursday night, March the 2nd, which is crazily just over a month away. Like two days, it's a month away. How crazy, crazy. is that? Yeah, so crazy. crazy. It was um, like yesterday I was at the grand final watching the Mighty, Mighty Panthers get up. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe you'll be there later this year doing the same thing. Uh, crazy stat. Uh, when he's played Thursday nights, t- 
to open the season, he's been the first try scorer twice. So if you want to bank uh, some early price rises from someone, I think Jerome, without Pappenhausen, is the guy. Could be. Yeah, yeah it could be a so lot. So who plays fullback for them then? Probably Meany. Um, it really Meany? depends. Have you heard anything on where Pappenhausen is at? No. Well, he hadn't even started running when he went over to – uh, Philadelphia, wherever they are doing the rehab stuff, which is ridiculous. I don't know, I've seen he's been playing plenty of golf on his yeah. Instagram, but um, I can't. You can't. If you, I'm no physio, but if you can't run, you can't. <laughs> you can't play footy. I can uh, tell you that. A hundred percent. I feel like he is probably at least two months away. If that's the case, do they put Munster back there? Uh, I don't think so. Um, Munster proves year on year that he's he's their leader, and I think the more he touches the ball, the better for them. Yeah. Um, and again, with that with that change in in park and the dynamics that'll be there, I don't think they can afford to stuff that stuff that around too much. Tool Pro on YouTube here says, "Stunned how many teams are picking Nico Hype?" Oh, by the way, Hads, I forgot to tell you, this is live. Just so you know, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Stunned on how many teams are picking Nico Hype? I mean. I'm I'm not surprised, but uh, I feel like a lot of people should be questioning it just a bit more because uh, I don't think it's a slam dunk pick. Um, he's a premium player, no doubt, daily M season last year, and I, I feel like he can replicate it. Sam Walker is too ugly buys early. Surely there isn't a better player to start. So that that is a good point. Sam Walker does have a buy in round four or five. Um, Cleary has a by around the same time, maybe round six. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, if you're running with Tedesco and Brandon Smith, um, that round That's three big that ones. Round five by is Absolutely. gonna be very tricky. So I think yeah, hundred percent if you're starting with Tedesco and Brandon Smith, Sam Walker maybe isn't a void. Um two early buyers means a nice walk home without worrying about it. So yes, he will be a buy by player. Uh, Bellyache said Meany. So we think Meany is going to be at fullback. On the money, as always. Sucks. Yep, 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 yep. Cleary round three by. Yeah, so Cleary round three, Sam Walker round. But I feel yeah. like they're not... I don't know. Yeah, I not, think the big players like that, though, like your Clearies and yeah. your Tedesco's, like you don't... I think you look into it too much in terms of if their buy comes early. I think you just crack on and, and deal with it. Obviously, it's the guys around that that you're choosing, which yeah. is a great point with the Sam Walker stuff, which is why there's every chance I won't start with him. But, yeah. The next highest price besides Nathan Cleary, Mitchell Moses, dare I say he had his career year last year. I, I feel like he nailed, He probably had his career year 2019 when Des won it. Um, but... He came out and proved me wrong last year and had another career year. He's the kind of player that does go a bit rollercoasty, rollercoastery, and I don't know if he's going to come out and produce similar to what he did last year or he's going to come out uh, a bit slow. Uh, they've got Melbourne, the Sharks, and Manly in the first three weeks. Have you considered him at all? I did. I just think... You, you know, your hearts play such a crucial role in the whole team dynamic, and I think I don't see the, the Eels getting better. Uh, I think a lot of teams across the comp do get better, and I just don't think Parramatta are one of them. I think their window is slowly shutting, uh, if not shut, and I think with that, Mitchell Moses declines a little bit 
um, is worth consideration. I think obviously a goal kicking halfback that um, dominates his team. But I think as Dylan Brown gets better as well, I think I think he's becoming almost um, the go to guy in, in yeah. attack and and may start to take points away from from Moses. The next highest up, um, the, uh, probably the last gun that you can consider, Daily Cherry Evans at 693000 a round two by Bulldogs round one, and possibly no Tommy in round one. Uh, DC is the kind of guy you need to pick up on a run, I, I feel, uh, but is, is he like I feel like you're looking for a halfback, and since that slot is available for you, was he even considered for you? He, I don't think so. Like, in, you're right with it. He needs to be picked up on a run. With that, I think Manly need to go on a run. And with that, I think they need Tommy Turbo. Yep. Uh, I know he's tipped to start or they reckon now he's going to start uh, and everything's going well with his rehab. But I'm just not sure that a DCE with an underdone Turbo is something I want to delve into at the start of the year. Um, age isn't on his side. Early buys not on his side. Like I know, I, oh, I just I don't know. I don't think DC is anywhere near the the Jerome Hughes, Nathan Cleary, Nico yeah. Hines, um, and the price six ninety three. You're not saving enough dollars, I don't think, to to warrant having him in there. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like he's the kind of guy that is going to go down to maybe five ninety, and then you're going to pick him up at five ninety, uh, five fifty to five ninety during the buys. Or maybe after the buys for the run home, maybe uh, a popular halfback goes down injured, and he's the kind of guy you pick up then. Uh, especially, th- we don't know what Manly's going to come out with, uh, but I guess that's all for the kind of premium options. Let's let's look at a little bit of value here. Um, firstly, where would you rank all the premium options? If I put them in order, price reg- are you saying just? Price not an option. Let's price yeah yeah there. price irrelevant. Price irrelevant. I'd go Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines, Jerome Hughes, Mitch Moses, David Evans. Really? Yeah. I thought you would have put Sam Walker at three. Oh, so I didn't think you were considering him premium. Oh, he's he's kind I thought of he's meant the top six thirty. Oh, he's, he's top ten. I thought you meant the top those top five that we spoke about. Yeah, Sam Walker probably slides in at three. Then yeah, yeah, four. okay, yeah. Well, I guess Ben Hunt is. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's like. He's not no not better than Mitchell Moses or Jerome Hughes. I don't think. Or they're around the same. But yeah, just, if I can save myself eighty or ninety k, then yeah, I think that's nah. where I'm. That's where I'm leaning. That's for sure. Uh, looking at the value options, it's kind of uh, in, in between the ten to twenty price range. Uh, who was I looking at? I had someone right here, and Sean Johnson, four fifty six. Yeah, he's a favorite. He's a favorite player of mine. Uh, you just, I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> I just knew you were going to say. It. You've seen the one Instagram photo of him looking absolutely jacked. How <laughs> jacked does he right look? How jacked does he look? He looks huge. You're right, but more muscle for him to tear, mate. Every bloody year, <laughs> every year. It's it's bad for a, for an outside back and explosive back to have that much muscle, isn't it? Because um, again, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a physio, but it can't be good. You're an elite athlete, though. You should know these things. Of- I'm a fast bowler, mate. I just, <laughs> I'm a string bean. I just run in and bowl. You're a fast bowler with not that much muscle on you, so may, may, maybe the theory is right. More muscle is bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> I don't, please tell me you're not considering Sean Johnson. After I saw the photo, I really considered it, but <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do it. He's been he's been done for a few years now. Let's be honest, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love nothing. Only the Warriors have been done for a few. Years <laughs> yeah, well. I would love nothing more <laughs> for him to come out and absolutely kill it. So, um, I, I'm really excited to see how they go, and I think, unfortunately, the Warriors are going to do. Not that good, in my opinion, but I hope they do exceed our expectations. They always do, surprisingly. So let's hope we're wrong again. Uh, <laughs> there, uh, there's not much in this halfback position, especially nah. considering Cleary and Hines are such standout options. There is one. Uh, we probably talked about him in the hooker spot, but Tanner Boyd at 384,000. He is... He averaged 60 oh, – was it 66 last year? I think it was around 66 to 70 in the last few rounds when he played 80 minutes. He was goal-kicking, playing alongside Fafida. If you've got Fafida and you're expecting him to do better alongside someone like Tanner Boyd, then obviously he's the guy who's going to benefit from that. What are your thoughts on Tanner Boyd and, I mean, at halfback or hooker? Just to confirm, he's, start, he's starting for the Titans, isn't he? At this stage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see myself getting anyone in this kind of price range uh, in the halves. Uh, I wouldn't mind keeping an eye on him, having a look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, if he is goal-kicking, who else has they got? He will be goal-kicking, yeah. He will be goal-kicking. Yeah. Um, yeah, he goal-kicked in pretty much the same side he's, last year. Hey? He goal-kicked in pretty much the same side last same year. Same side, yeah. It's worth worth a thought. I think the Titans are they're pretty stagnant. I think I don't think they've they've really gone anywhere this year in terms of um, where they where they're going to go. I think I think they'll be around the same sort of same sort of spot. So I don't see them yeah. being a force. Uh, definitely not on the half back to start. I don't think with a couple of standout options, um, maybe Hooker if you want to, but yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think so. There is, uh, there's one more guy I want to talk about. If Ryan Pappenhausen is out, there's a chance Munster could go to fullback and they play Jonah Pezzett, uh at five eight. He is the guy who absolutely dominated in the New South Wales uh, versus Queensland under nineteen side last year, and I'm pretty sure he got like f- six try assists in the game or something. Uh, and he looks, he looks amazing. He looks like they're pretty much banking on him to be the next guy to come in for Jerome Hughes, probably. If he gets a start at 200,000 halfback only, does this change your kind of tactic? Would you start with a cheapie or is it because Pappenhausen, let's say it's two months, is that not long enough to to let him develop no, as a half? No, we I, saw, think we I think it's long how, enough if you want to... We saw how long it took Ilias to, to kind of... Grow, yeah. Trust me, I I know how long it took Ilias to grow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I no, I, I think he's, he'll have long enough if that does happen. Um, I'm not sure about the volatility of the of the switch if they do make it at the start and don't like it and switching back. Yeah, and with Nathan Cleary, well, I'm definitely going to start with having the buy in round three. I'm not sure I'm going to want to play him um, that early having and without having a, a good look. That's true. Yeah. It, it, it is something to consider this time of year, especially uh, since we haven't had to navigate these buys yet. Um, but, but yeah, I guess if Munster is fullback, that, that's a good segue to the 5.8s. He's the highest 
priced five eight available to eight hundred forty eight thousand. Is he in your side at the moment? He's not at the moment. He's not. He's not. He's not at the moment. Um, is he in your side? Is he in your side, Sabs? He's not. He's not. No, he's not in mine either. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm just not sure. I tend to do this with Munster every year. He, uh, he always. I don't. Just don't know with him. I really don't like. I think maybe because he's Queensland, I just can't bring myself to to start with him every year. But you just. Something about him, I, he's magical, but he just gets on my nerves and sometimes emotion comes into my super coach play, which is something I'm endeavouring to fix. But um, without Pap, that, that pack that I was speaking about earlier, not that it's a massive drama and I'm sure he'll manage, but uh, I'm, not just too, I'm just not too sure at 8.48. And there's a couple of decent options, I think, in, in the position. I was really keen on Cameron Munster to start last year and he was one of them guys in my side that it was non-negotiable. But, uh, you know, I saw he was off the beers and uh, he'd gotten in a bit of trouble in the off-season. So, like, the microscript was really under him. Contract year. I thought just everything was aligning for month. Start with Munster and you're going to be right. And I I was uh, was pretty spot on there. And... uh, Adrianosaurus Rex has said it. Money on the beers again, Skip. He's on the beers. <laughs> he's on the beers again. He's looking. He's looking like Cameron Munster. He's not looking math, uh, heaps thin like he was this time last season. But I have no doubt he can come out and still average really good. Um, I just don't see the value there, and I think there are other five eights that I'm very keen on. I think if you're, if you're starting Cleary Hines as as you seem to be, there's just no way in the world you can go Munster as well, is there? Yeah. No, there's not. Well, I feel like there's a world you can, um, depending on who your second 5'8 is, but we'll get into it. Um, I'll tell you my starting 5'8s in a second, uh, but breaking news, Lockie Miller has signed with the Newcastle Knights, which means Caelan Ponga, the shift to 5'8 is official. We'll talk about Caelan Ponga in a second, but... News has come through 13 minutes ago. Kay Dyke's 2023 season is over. What a fuck up for the Sharks. They've they've <laughs> held off on this signing for so long. And then the minute he signs, Kay Dykes is down. So they're really relying on Kennedy to stay fit this year. I was about to say, now, now it's literally Kennedy or... Or no, like well, who's there? Hines might have to go back to fullback, and Trindle, Trindle plays in the halves. Yeah. It's not a terrible option, I guess. And Luke Metcalf's gone from the club it. as well. I don't mind Trindle as a. I don't mind Trindle as a footy player. I like him. I think he he really yeah. deserves a a starting gig. Um, and it's really it shows massive character that he re-signed and he's willing to wait. That's good bail from you, Saz. I had no idea what. The mail. I just went on and had a quick had a quick look after you said it. Oh yeah, I'm no, saying. No, I got I got it sent in the group chat. So, poor buggers. Anyway, yeah, um, poor buggers. Where were we at? I'm going to crack oh, on so- with uh, five eights. Yeah, five eights. So, who we actually are starting with, or do you want to start with your mate? Oh, should, should we talk about Ponga? Because he's going to be yeah, five go eight. He's going to be five eight. You're eligible. a Newcastle fan, aren't you? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um. Ponga, Ponga, Ponga. As a um, and someone who watches Newcastle and is not a fan of the Newcastle side, I'm a fan of 
another side. Um, Ponga, <laughs> I actually like the move to 5'8", especially now they've got a genuine fullback. He's going to get given time to actually play 5'8", and actually hopefully they play it normal where Hastings is the directing half and Ponga just doesn't have to worry. He just does the roaming both sides of the field. Uh, is he someone you start with, though? He's currently in my side at fullback, Kalen Ponga. Because I, I really like their spine. I really like their draw. Spoiler for two weeks from now. Sorry? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler for two weeks from Spoiler now. Spoiler for two weeks from now. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's going to go really well. Uh, but I think it's going to take a little bit. Just maybe four to five weeks just for him to fully get it. I tend to agree. I think he's shown in origin just what he can do when he's um, when he's in the line playing that kind of roaming role. Obviously, I assume it'll be. I hope it'll be kind of similar. Obviously, not um, as unstructured as we've seen him play for the Maroons, but um, I think he could potentially set the world on fire. The only thing that worries me is um, is exactly what you said: whether Hastings is going to play the the directing general role, or um, or it's going to be you know one side of the field each kind of thing, which hopefully it's not. I can see him being, you know, Jerome Luai of a couple of years ago where he was kind of killing it, but potentially on both sides, which is really exciting. Um, hopefully he doesn't cop any head knocks and can stay on the park, but uh, I, I de- definitely see a world where in the next few weeks at least Ponga could be an option when the um, positional changes come out. At the moment I can't have him at fullback um, and I'm not having him at 5'8", obviously, but yeah. There's, there's no way they played any other way. I, I feel like they're wasting Kalen Ponga's potential. He's just like, I know, I know. You've he's, seen, he's, you've seen Adam O'Brien, mate. Yeah, yeah, but you've seen some of the things he gets up to. His job is on the line, so he needs to get this right. So if the first week, if I see Kalen parked on that left side, he's gone. He's going to be gone within the first. <laughs> he'll be gone by week nine, I reckon. If I'll tell in the first week. I'll be able to tell in the first week. I guess. Yeah. I guess a winner, which, which which I appreciate, which is good. Yeah. I, I guess a winner or a loss will really will really tell us. Um, someone yeah. here, YouTube tour pro Josh Schuster, everyone second five eight. I mean, yeah, it is an option. Um, you were saying you can't really go Munster if you go Hines and um, Cleary, but yeah. Schuster is a cheapy five eight. I prefer him in second row though, just because I've got him in second row as well. Yeah, yeah, just because I don't know if the depth is there in the second row for cheapies. But if we are spoiled for choice, it is it is a genuine option. Uh, but my starting five eights, Matt Burton and Matt Adam Dewey, um, they've been mate lo- exactly. Exactly the same. They've Sorry been, to jump for the party, but yeah. <laughs> they've been like non-negotiables all preseason. Uh, why do you like him? I'm really excited for Adam Dewey to be honest. I think I really like him as a footy player. It's really bugged me that um, he keeps getting shafted around on the edge and whatnot. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of liking what the Tigers are doing. I don't want to jump on their bandwagon of sorts, but I kind of like where they're going. I think. Yeah. That, some sort of pack and some sort of structure. Hopefully Brooks can kind of step up and just let Dewey be be Dewey and um, and really dominate those those attacking plays. I think uh, I think he's sh- I think he's shown it plenty of times in the past that um, that he can be the man. He can he can be the one that scores points. I think when's his buy though? When's his buy? Oh, I'm not. Yeah, he, sorry, he hasn't got it. He, his first three rounds at Gold Coast, Newcastle, Dogs. Um, and do, hopefully he piles them on there. Dewey is someone that can you can hold through the first buy, and then they play. 
the last two buys, which is very crucial. Yeah. Um, they do have the buy the one week, but he will be someone who can play through that origin period. And uh, like, I feel like if you lock in Burton and Dewey, you don't need to rush on getting any of these premiums in because I really feel like these two are underpriced and they really can match it with the top tier five eights. Um, I feel like for Adam Dewey, that when he come back last year, he came back from an ACL and he had scores of 14, 36, 27. Uh, he was playing, played 19 minutes and 48, uh, 48 minutes in the first two games. In the third game, they played Parramatta and he played centre. He got 27. And then he shifted to 5'8", 87 against the Panthers, 51 against the Cowboys, 122 against the Broncos. Then everyone got him in, and everyone was quite disappointed with his scores after that. But then he got 53, 66, 41. 41 against the Roosters when they got put 72 on them, 99 and 57. So uh, the fact that he's underpriced because of them first, you know, four games – Coming back from an ACL like that—that's a massive effort for for a back to do that. As long, yeah, as long as it's consistency, I'm happy to stick with him. As you said, to the through to those um, those last couple of buys is just—I mean, consistency in um, like position. Yeah, hopefully, Sheens and Benji don't stuff oh. him around too much. But have you heard the mail? Surely that, they can't. Have you heard the mail that? There was, uh, I'm not sure if it was just before Christmas or something, Charlie Staines was training at fullback, Dane Laurie was training at six, and Dewey was training in the centres. Did you hear that? Right, no, I didn't hear No, I heard, no, the only mail I've heard out of the Tigers is how good Benji still is in the post <laughs> training session. Or yeah, no, um, I heard mail like that, and immediately when I heard it, I was like, that's such a Tigers thing to do. Yeah. But we got to remember that these teams kind of need to train uh, for these contingency plans in case certain things happen. Uh, like, I think Staines will start at fullback, uh, which means Laurie kind of needs to be someone who can come in and out of the side whenever he can. Yeah, I think Staines is probably the better option at fullback. Not that we're talking you reckon? about that or anything, but, mate, I don't think – I don't think obviously they both come out of the Panthers system. I think that Charlie Staines, mate, is – I don't want to say underrated, but I think he is a little bit underrated. I think his his defense is better than you think. Yeah. Um, mind you, I, I do think he's actually a good winger, but I just think yeah. I, I never really was much of a fan of Dane Laurie. I don't think he offers a whole lot. Um, I really like Dane Laurie. Anyway, I like Dane Laurie. I think he's got a lot of good ball playing and he's got a bit of like tackle break ability. He's got a bit of off the cuff footy, but I get what you're saying about Charlie Staines. I think he was a bit. I think the back end of last year, Charlie Staines really, really kicked and just taking strong carries. Yeah. Was, his, defense, his defensive reads were good. Um, I think he probably deserves to go at fullback, if I'm honest, over um, over Laurie, who hasn't, let's be honest, hasn't really had much of an impact on a yeah. big four side. So they've obviously got to change something. He has had um, a chance. Um, Staines hasn't had a chance at fullback. Uh, and like the criticism of Staines two years ago was – he couldn't run the ball from from a kick return. Yeah. He worked on that. But don't get me wrong. He's still not. He's still not brilliant at it. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, but he worked on that. He, he obviously put on size, and I, I don't know if you saw, but sometimes he'd come in and do some support play through the middle for the Panthers, and he just looked yeah. like so dangerous in that. So if he can just keep that up and add some ball playing, he, he, good shout, good shout. We'll talk about him next week, I guess. 
Yeah, not as I said. I don't know if I'll be highly doubt I'll have him in here, but yeah, um, I just think it's it's relevant to the Dewey situation if that's what you, yeah if, if that's what's going on. Devil's advocate with Dewey, um, Staines looks pretty good at fullback. Th- thanks, Ado. I think so too. I don't know why I'm saying thanks, but um, Devil's advocate with Dewey. Their side is pretty stacked now. Uh, Appy is coming to the club. IPAP, Bateman, um, Clemmer. They've got a lot of punch in the forward pack. Does it um, does it make him a bit, I wouldn't say unwarranted, but a lot of hit-ups through the middle and then the wide shift plays, which will kind of cut, not cut him out, but he'll get more try contributions than no, try assists. I think you just got to look at like your Jerome Luai a couple of years ago, um, when he when he really had had a good year. I think that's that's the reason I'm on him so much is because of what's what's been built around him. Yeah, I can just imagine IPAP running and attracting those defenders, and Adam Dewey just crashing over for three of the easiest tries of your life. Like, I just that's why I'm on him. That's why I like him, and um, he hasn't had that in the past. And yeah, he's had to do it himself, and he's done a pretty good job at it. But I think this will only make him. Make him better, and at six twenty four, like you said, I think that's underdone. But with the, with those uh, low scores coming back, this is what I've heard. Uh, IPAP is training on the left, Bateman at lock, and Sean Bloor on the right. Yeah. So Sean right. Bloor is currently in my side at the moment. If that happens, I guess um, Dewey is on the right. So I guess that gives Dewey the opportunity. Uh, like Dewey doesn't really feed it to his second rowers. He's more of a cut out to the centre and get the try assist that way or cut out to the wing. So I kind of like that. I like that if they line up that way because, one, it's good for Bloor. Two, it's it's good for Dewey. So he gets control of that edge. So if that happens, um, I think that's a plus for Dewey. But if he's on the same side as IPAP, um, that, that can't hurt, surely. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And... Matt Burton, the yep. other one. Burton, why do you like him? Mate, really similar reasons to Dewey, I think. Yeah. Both of these sides um, coming from near the bottom. Uh, kick out is part of the reason. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's, he'll be goal kicking, won't he? Yes. Yes, he will be. He'll be goal kicking. Um Mate, I just I just don't see any fault in him. The only fault I have with him is that half the comps can own him, and I don't want that because I want to. That's true. Oh, to be honest, when I when I picked him, I thought oh, I might be a little sneaky one here, but I looked at the ownership and it was ridiculous. It was the forty five percent or something. Yeah, for sure. A little bit, but, like he's the second most um, owned after Josh yeah. Schuster, and Josh Schuster will be yeah. mainly in second row. In second row, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, they got a good draw. They play Melbourne round two. But apart from that. Um, Manly, Tigers, Warriors, I mean, North Queensland, but yep. who knows what they're going to dish up this year. Um, I just can't see anything wrong with him, mate. And it makes me happy because I really like Matt Burton. Yeah, he's a really good footy I'm player. happy and to have him and Dewey. I'm very sad that New South Wales is as stacked as they are because I really think he he's, would be such an impact at that centre role if there wasn't uh, – could he potentially get Luai's spot? Is it? I think there's a world. I think there's a world where he does absolutely. Yeah. But um, I think unless Luai does something drastically wrong this year, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think they'll be changing it. 
we're not buying him for the Origin cover, but uh, that is a bonus. But he averaged 41 for the first eight rounds last year, and then he went on an absolute tear, 71, 57, 78, 75, 98, 82, 76. Then he got a 126, 85. Like... I think that coincided with Kyle Flanagan coming into the side, then better scores. Um, they had started with Jake Avrilo at number seven, and then they quickly found out it wasn't the way to go. Um, I think for a long time they had a seven there with Flanagan. So Flanagan needed to be the seven, and they've had a full preseason, and I think he's a no-brain pick. I don't have to talk anyone into him. But let's look at it objectively, as we always have to. Kick out on the left edge. Uh, you saw how Luai used kick out last year. Add a car on the left edge as well. Who's their left center as well? I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, Burns or Avril. Burns or Avarillo. I mean, yeah. this, the center's not going to get much ball after that, but kick out was so effective last year because Luai gave him early ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. Bringing- was so effective because Kikau often. Yeah. Ran the decoy. Yeah, exactly. Um, um I, I'm just looking at it at, in kind of a sh- should they play like Kikau on the right or j- just to the, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Because like um, Flanagan's no, the perfect guy. Flanagan is the perfect guy that can give Kikau early ball, and that can happen on the right edge. The left edge is Matt Burns' edge. Matt Burton to Addo Carr. Is, is that going to be too much and are they going to mark on Burton too much? We see, I think, you look at the Panthers a couple of years ago uh, when Kurt Capewell first came in um, he played that right side and everyone expected us to go left so many times and we did so successfully so many times that almost the right went unnoticed yeah. and that right, that right edge ended up scoring heaps of pies. So hopefully... Hopefully they do. They, I, I can see what, you, what you're saying with Kikau on the right. Yeah. Maybe then it balances it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't more. do it because he's so effective on the left. So you, you make it work, but yeah, but, yeah. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think Kikau with Burton. They've played next to each other for three years. I yeah. I think. Yeah, I think they should stick together, and I think it's probably good for Burton if he's there. So you did say um, that Penrith got a lot of tries on the left edge, and then they got a lot of tries on the right because the left edge was so focused on as well when Capewell played there. Is um, we talked about the second rounds last week, but Fatala Mariner was just named the club captain, so assuming he possibly starts a right back row at I think it's like five hundred k. Did you consider him at all after hearing that news? Not really. Not really, to be honest. Um, no, my my second row is pretty set. Mind you, I do. I've got. I'm currently running. Sorry to jump back a week, but I am currently got Murray and Fafita, and I don't think I'll be able to do both of them. Um, so yeah, I probably am looking at someone in that kind of price range, uh, but I don't think Fatal Marin is going to be an option for me. I've got. Murray. But I appreciate you. I've, I've got Murray and Fafita as well. Um, but, yeah, Burton and Dewey, um, we've got a question here from Addo. Would you prefer Burton or Dewey if you have to choose one? So a lot of people will be in this scenario because, obviously, to have people like Hines, you've got to risk somewhere. So Burton or Dewey, yeah. which one? We've pretty much spoken about them both in similar light, but 
Are you looking for value here or points? I'm going to lean just towards Burton, just. I think, obviously, he's slightly cheaper. Uh, his role is, you know, 100% locked in. He's the man in that team. Um, but literally, it's, it's picking. It's, it's been, That's being picky. Like, you, you could talk me into doing in pretty quickly. And uh, it, uh, see, now I'm leaning, <laughs> mate. This is why I've got both of them because they're yeah, both exactly. I think they're the standout options. Like, I think if you had to pick one, I'd probably just go Burton. Just if I had to pick one, I would get rid of Hines. That's that's my answer. There you go. I think there you go. Th- there's a way to fit everyone in. Like, I feel like my side's balance. I've got like a, a strike center. My front row is so scab. Like, if you've got a. Um, Let's say uh, Luke Thompson in the front row at 500K. Or, nah, let's go even more premium than that. Ru- Ruben Cotter at like 600K. You're better off downgrading to like a like a Tom Gilbert at 500K and then upgrading elsewhere to get that premium. So, Because um, front row is not a very high-scoring position. Where, where are you going in the front row? We haven't spoken to you. At the moment, I've, I've got Gilbert. Uh, I've got Saifidi, but I'm not convinced uh, at the moment. I had I, I did exactly what you just said. I had Cotter there for a long, for, or not a long time. Yep. In hindsight, it was a long time because I'd only made my team for a couple of weeks. So for the most yep. of the start of that, I had Cotter as well. Yep. Um, but I got rid of them so I could fit both of these two in. Very good. Uh, Dylan Brown and Cody Walker. Let's move on from these two. Um, Dylan Brown and Cody Walker. Let's... I mean, we probably shouldn't bracket them in the same one, but they're both at 4.1% for Dylan Brown and 3.5% ownership for Cody Walker. So they are kind of in pod territory at the moment. Both absolute guns in their sides. Um, Dylan Brown, breakout year last year, 781K. What are your thoughts on him? Dylan, as I said, I think he's going to be the man this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to – I think he'll – he probably already has overtaken um, Mitch Moses, but I think he will be the man. And I, I can see a world where people start with him. I think he's got he's got a pretty tough draw, though, to start. He's got Melbourne, Cronulla, Penrith, and Roosters in the first five rounds, um, which probably isn't ideal. But I think that 780, I think was prob- you you could probably see a drop in it early. Maybe if you don't go with those two uh, that we were speaking about before, maybe grab him. In a few weeks' time, I'm not too sure. I, I, I'm, I couldn't talk you out of starting with him, but I don't think he's for me. Do you think he's kind of like, um, what's it called, Matt Short in the BBL, where he had an absolute breakout season last year, and you think he's just going to kick on, kick on again? Because I think a lot of people, when someone has a breakout year like this, they really try to stay off them because the price is potentially overs for what they can produce. Do you think he's going to kick on and maintain that price this year? I, I think by the end of it, he'll be, he'll be there or thereabouts still. Uh, Parramatta, I know I said they're not going to get any better and their window's closed, but I don't think they're going to – I think they're still going to be a competitive footy side. Yeah. I think he's going to be a mainstay in that. Um, so I don't see him dropping drastically, and he's a top-quality top footy player um, and probably the best – or top two, you know, young 5'8s that yeah. are going around. So – 
Um, I can't see him plummeting off the face of the earth like a few have in the past, but yeah. um, at 781, I think he's just a little bit out of uh, a reasonable price range. Yeah. Cody Walker at 3.5% ownership. Uh, I think all them 3.5% ownership have to be Rabbitohs fans. Uh, they got the Sharks, Penrith, and the Roosters the first three weeks. You, you can't get a harder draw, but Cody seems to... I I wouldn't say he steps up for these games, but he's always quite defies the odds every. Yeah, he does every one of these ones. Like, like he, I can hundred percent get what you're saying. Like, he doesn't play amazingly or anything, but he, he's always got them one or two plays that boost his score up. Like he scores against Penrith seventy six uh, last year, which is like seventy six. You 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 take that every day of the week uh, for Rabbitohs against Panthers. Uh, 55 against the Sharks last year, 58 against the the, the Roosters. Um, I think they're really solid scores against sides like that. Uh, but that being said, all these games are late in the season. His early season games are usually quite light. Yeah, keeping my life, I'm just looking at He averages 70 against Penrith. And as a Penrith fan, I know he's always lurking thereabouts and he always pulls something out of, yeah. his, out of his backside. Um, but you're right, they do tend to be late in the season. I think he's similar to your um, DCA comment before. I think if you find him on a run at some yeah. stage in the season, I think that's when you jump on. And um, I don't have the balls to jump jump on at the start, but um, but that's just mainly because I'm so happy with the two that I'm going to start with. Yeah, I don't think I will be uh, jumping on at any point, especially my halves stay the, uh, consistent and perform how I want them to perform. I think that they're the kind of guns. There, there are. There is one. Actually, there's two more. Uh, Jerome Luai, five hundred ninety-four thousand. I think if the five-eight position wasn't stacked with Burton and Dewey, and, and even Munster and Dylan Brown as options. I could really see myself considering Luai this year, 594,000. No Kikau on that edge. So, you know, Kikau's not running the ball 20 metres and getting the try contribution or try assist. It's going to be Jerome Luai that gets that now, especially with such a hole runner like Luke Garner on that edge. I think he's going to kind of go back to his 2020, uh, early 2021 form. Yeah. What, what yeah. are your thoughts on Luai? Mate, I'm a, I was a huge fan of him as a footy player. I think Luke Garner, I was, I, I wish I was on the second row's pod because when you, um, I think you said you were taking me out of your team or you're not picking him or something because of some other reason or one another. No, Mate, it just feels too good to be true. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That, I think Mate, that's he, what I said. I reckon this, this, this screams capable, I reckon. Like, yeah, underdone guy from like an average team coming to the elite. The elite of the Penrith Panthers, and I think, I think he's gonna be really good. I can just see little short kicks through the line, little hole runs from Luke Garner off to Ryan Lewis. Yeah. Um, which I think, I think, I think it can be an option at some stage. Yeah. Um, I don't know how. I'm not sure. I think I think Kickout was really good for Lewis. I think you know, small guy. Yeah. All the attention on Kickout when he runs the ball, which he did at the back end of last year. Uh, I think I think having Kiko outside him helps. I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that with um, with Garner. At least till they realise how good that left edge is going to be. Still, um, I like him. Am I going to have him? No. Will I have him? Maybe eventually. You're making me really think about Luke Garner again. <laughs> I think uh, I've got to reassess that one. But I'll, I've got like 
cheapies on my bench and Jermaine Hopgood starting. So, so do I. I know, I know. That's why, mate, it's hard. I yeah. I just, I just think. Well, Luca, um, Kirk Apple was available to center wing when he first came to Penrith, which I think yeah. is why he was so good at that yeah. at that point, and he was so cheap and probably around a similar price. But mate, Luca can be. I think he's a good player for the Tigers, mate. If he can be a good player for the Tigers, surely he can be a yeah. bloody excellent player. At the I don't understand how he didn't get a run. Like it's so perfect for Supercoach that he just just played off the bench a lot last year, played a lot of center. Um, there is another one, uh, AJ Brimson. Is playing his preferred fullback role. They have a nice draw to start the year. Kieran Foran will be feeding him when he's running around in that sweet play around the left. I like AJ Brimson, but I don't know if Holbrook is the guy that's going to give him the platform to succeed. But I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd consider it. What are your thoughts? Nah, I don't think so, mate. Uh, well, not not for me anyway. I I did have a quick look at him earlier, but um, I think what I said earlier about the Titans as being stagnant and that new halves halves pairing that they're or looking likely they're going to go with anyway. Um, I'd kind of like to see it. Yeah, but I'd, I'd like to see them um, pan out before I jump into any any one of them. Really, yep. the only one I'm really not even keen on him, nervous about him, to be honest, he's feeder, but yeah. that's just because he's such an individual player, as we know, but I don't think so, but it's, it was worth a discussion. I agree. Uh, there is some chat around Tom Dearden. Uh, we have a comment here, Dearden pod with the Cowboys draw. I I kind of want to shut it down. Um, he's 600K. What, what did he average last year? 58? 58 or something. I think that, that was exceeding... Uh, I think the Cowboys for mine, they exceeded and their their run was purely on effort, and I don't know if I don't know if they can keep up that effort a hundred percent for the season going forward. Again, they do have a nice draw to start the year, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel the Cowboys. I think they're gonna they're gonna have a regression, but they will kind of be in the the mix for the eight still. Yeah, I, I thought about this this about the Cowboys last year. It took me so long to <laughs> actually realise they were they yeah. were pretty really good. Um, I'm just looking at their draw now, and gee, it's nice. I don't think they play a top eight side from last year until they they don't like leave Canberra. Queensland either. Mate, yeah, for like the first um, eight weeks, I think they leave once. Yeah, they go to court. They play the Bulldogs in round five. Yeah. Um, Mate, Tom didn't. He surprised me last year. I tell you yeah, that much. No, um, he did. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't mind him as a pod. What's his ownership at? He's at. I don't know. It's like one percent. So three percent. I'm three percent. Three percent. So I'm just on his draw at the moment, and he he did really well last year. Like there were some games where he scored thirties, but like if you started with him last year, 67, 59, 109, 62, 64, like you would have never expected that from Tom did. And so the fact that he can do that, and I'm pretty sure it was a similar, yeah, Queensland that they, it was the same for them. So they, in the first eight rounds, they didn't leave Queensland. Actually first nine rounds, they didn't leave. No, 10 rounds, 11, First 11 rounds, they didn't leave Queensland. 
I think there's one well, game. Well, they went to Canberra. Yeah, there's one game where they went yeah. to Canberra and he scored 32. So he's a flat track bully and they've given him a flat track. <laughs> Mate, uh, he hasn't convinced me, but it's it's definitely – I don't think he's up there with the, your Deweys and your Burtons. But, yeah. Um, I don't think – I just don't think he has – Cowboys and Tom Dean, I don't think they have the ceiling of those other two. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm getting greedy this year. I've told myself I'm going to be greedy – uh, and I want the other two. Dearden and Dewey, both goal-kicking. Uh, if Dearden was goal-kicking, would he be in the same category as these other two? Uh, he'd be closer, but not. I don't think so. I, these two have a little bit more going for them. They have a little bit more going on around them this year, I think. Dewey and Burton um, are the more dominant halves in their side as well. Actually, oh, yeah. Dearden... Oh. They'd, probably more creative. Yeah, he's probably more creative, isn't he? But They've got drink water, Dewey though. And, Doing and Burton and the man, but he's playing fullback, so. Yeah, they've got drink water, whereas, like, the Tigers have Charlie Staines and the Bulldogs yeah. have Hayes Perham. So, Perham. they're the yeah. guys. They're the guys they've got to go to for points. There there was one more. Nope, there wasn't. There was value picks. And there's only one that I want to talk about. Actually, there was two. Jaden Sullivan doesn't play round one. I don't think that doesn't bother me to be honest. Uh, we, as long as we're as long as you're happy with your other your other guy, like yeah. everyone's gonna have a buy eventually, aren't they? So obviously you're gonna try and avoid them as much as you can. But if you're gonna go, you keep your guys next to them. Then um, I don't think it's too much of a worry if you've done it well. Um, I'm oh, the dragons, mate. Just <laughs> the the dragons. I yeah. just I just can't. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't with Dragons either. I think they will do well. Like, everyone's expecting them to come last, but I see a typical hook side, you know, around that ninth, tenth. But I don't think it'll last the season just because they haven't recruited too well. I think it'll just be boring. A lot of fans won't see the direction they're going. So I think um, they'll do all right. I think that they'll come out round two and put up a fight, I reckon. And I mate- can't say they're putting up a fight. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm, I've got them 17th, I reckon. <laughs> 16th, 17th. I was going to mention Jack Whiten because uh, usually the Canberra Raiders have a good draw to start every year, it seems, for the last three or four, but they don't. They've got North Queensland. No, they don't. Yeah, they've got North Queensland, the Dolphins, and the Sharks. I guess the Dolphins is not a bad draw, but we don't know what they're going to be like. So that rules him out. Um, are you happy with the five eights? Do you think we've covered everybody that you? Would yeah, have? most. Of, I think the only one I want to—not that I'm ever going to think—not that I'm thinking about him now. But what are your thoughts on Jackson Hastings at the Knights with Kalen Ponga uh, partnering him in the halves? I'm. I'm not on it because I feel... Neither am I at the moment, but I, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I was really... I wasn't really keen on him last year at the Tigers, but the Tigers didn't have many points coming. Uh, I think the direction the Newcastle Knights should be going is Hastings completely controlling the ship, kind of being a, a Cooper Cronk for uh, for Kalen Ponga to shine his brightest. So I really think that... Hastings is going to do a lot of touching, uh, but not much attacking, I think. 
Fair. And Lockie Miller out yeah. the back, uh, I think that they don't need Hastings to be doing much. Although, mm-hmm. Hastings could be goal-kicking. Ponga, no? Hastings is a better goal-kicker than him, I would think. Well, for your sake, you're hoping Ponga kicks fat. I hope so too, yeah. 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 Um, no, he's definitely – and the other one, uh, I don't know how people – yeah, they're going to go cheapy in the halfback or 5A, but he's dual and that's Isaiah Katoa from the Dolphins. I think – If he's going to start at six. Yeah, he's playing the trial next week. Or is it this weekend? I think it might be this weekend, actually. Uh, yeah, it's this weekend. Yeah. It's this I saw weekend. him post the team and he was, he was in it, I'm pretty sure. And, and Valence Tafare, um, the 200K center wing cheapy – I think he's like 216K. He hasn't made a debut. I don't know where they yeah. get that extra 16K from. I I don't know, but uh, they're both playing on the weekend. Some footy this weekend to watch, which is very exciting. Good. I'm very excited. Um, but, yeah. Um, I just love, love love a young half out of the Panther system. That's all. Oh, he's very good. He came on our podcast last year, and he was very nice. We very much liked him indeed. He was... Um, Played in my brother's footy team. He was like a Sean Johnson type player. You've seen him? Have you seen him play yeah. for Tonga? I've seen him play. I didn't see him play Tonga. I saw him play um, Penrith. Some lower grade Penrith, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to quickly just go. Oh, I was going to wanted to spend more time talking about antipods, but uh, we've gone for an hour anyway talking about halves. That's crazy. Um, we're going to go through just the top 10 purchases. Uh, we might. S- go out a little bit to maybe top 15, but just see if there's a case to antipod them. Uh, we've already talked about Cleary, Hines. Josh Schuster, most owned players, 62.9%. I don't see a reason to antipod him. Could you see a case to not? No, not at all. No. Brandon Smith, 53%. Playing for the Roosters. Has not scored a ton. Uh, I mean, he scored three tons in the last three years. High score of 110. Saw, yeah. Yep. Uh, could play a similar role at the Roosters. Is It's just – it's kind of a gamble-free pick, isn't it? So, I, I, th- I think I was looking at it devil's advocate when I made the post today, but it's kind of a gamble-free pick because this is the bottom he's going to be at. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think a 478 into a new strong system as well. We know what he does. Connor Watson hasn't has been confirmed. He's not. Oh, he's not. Gonna, he's not going to be there for a while. But there, there's Jake Turpin lingering on the bench. Obviously, if yeah, yeah. if Turpin or Hudson are named on the bench, we don't know for sure. I, I think obviously you probably start with him, but like there's so much attacking weapons at the Roosters. Is he going to need to? be borrowing over like he did for the Melbourne Storm. I guess he didn't need to at the Melbourne Storm, and he still did. Yeah, and he's probably that sort of player that he's yeah. still going to do it anyway, yeah. isn't he? So. Yeah. Well, that rests that case. But I do see merit in potentially downgrading to a Tanner Boyd to save 100K to kind of try and do that, mm-hmm. or, or a Mitch Kenny. Like, like, Mitch Kenny is very cheap as well um, if he gets the starting role. Hamaso Tabuai Fado is the fourth most owned of 43.8%, 330K. This one. I get it. I get it. He's playing fullback, but I don't think he's going to play fullback yeah. uh, for, for a long time. I think he's going to get hooked. Like, I understand people are going cheap in the center wing so they can obviously uh, make it up elsewhere. 
He played fullback at the Cowboys for a couple of different extent, like runs, yeah. a little bit, and and did absolutely nothing. So I see nothing changing him going to the Dolphins, and um, and I don't I don't see him getting any better or any more relevant. Uh, I don't have him. I don't see why forty four percent of people have him. Um, yeah, I think but it's not really an anti pod because like it's not gonna make a. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna make a big. Yeah. No, no one's really talking about him is, being an absolute... Is anyone player. really going to play him, like, against the Roosters round one? That's what I'm like, Yeah. But 330K, like, you, you probably you probably do play them most weeks just because they're that upper tier of cheapy. But at the same time, like, the Cowboys didn't want him, fuck's sake. Like, the Cowboys yeah. didn't want him. That They've got spots in their back line where they possibly could have used him, but they didn't. He got hooked a fullback for drink water, which I think was the right choice. But yeah, I don't think he's going to last the first ten rounds. I think Tessie New should be the fullback of that side. I think Tessie New showed enough last year for them to try and pursue. Even a Zarko, I'd probably choose over the Hammer at fullback. I don't know if Hammer is a center even or a winger. I just see him as a fast runner. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's like how Charlie Staines was a year ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, needs open space, and I don't know if he's going to get any of it at yeah. the Dolphins. Tedesco, 43.2%. I actually am anti-potting Tedesco. I'm anti-potting Hammer as well, but Tedesco, the Dolphins and the Warriors the first two weeks, and then his draw toughens up, and he has a buy round four. Um, round three, he has the Rabbitohs, I'm pretty sure, the Rabbitohs, and then he's got... Uh, by round four, Parramatta, Melbourne, Sharks. I'm anti-potting um, mainly because round one is typically very low scoring, uh, not just for Teddy, but for a lot of people. Just in general. So if he goes through that round one game, Dolphin, the Dolphins opening game for their account, as if they're not going to put up a fight at Suncorp, the Warriors, you know, if he gets 100 there, I'll cop that. But if he gets 40 against the Dolphins in that first round, I think the antipod is kind of a success. Success. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? I think I'm not I'm not brave. I'm, I'm starting with Teddy because I'm not brave enough to go with Tommy coming off what's been, what he's been going through. Obviously, I'm not going to go Pap. I'm not going to go Pine because I want to see how he's going in the halves. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really left with Teddy is my my premium choice, and hopefully I can just kind of hold him. I guess I'm not I'm not too sure. Like I see where you're coming from, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not antipoding him at all. But um, he he is. I think, the, your, I think your point's valid. He is the as one. As long as you're not starting with Tommy, are you starting with Tommy? I'm starting with Tommy and Ponga. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, Addo just says, "Hey, you starting with Tommy?" <laughs> yes, I know. My, I should call my my side the Glass Animals or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is going to be. I give it four weeks before, <laughs> before he's in for you, or five weeks after. Well, the well, the thing is, if they do last, it, yeah, Supercoach is all about a gamble. You can't, you can't always play. <laughs> this this is how I fit Fafita, Murray, Dewey, Burden. Heinz, Cleary, yeah. Valentine, Holmes, Grant, Cheese. Like, I'm pretty happy with the rest of my side. These two are just the ones that I'm really... Um, Michael Briz, Antipod, the best season points fullback in the game. Wow, now it's my turn to shut that down. 
Why Why is this guy's profile photo a man talks Supercoach NRL? You are not a man. Your name is Michael. Anyway, um, Jermaine Hopgood, I think he's slam dunk and he's, he's a play. Yeah, agree. Yep. Chance Nickel Klockstad starting at the fullback for the Warriors. Probably a similar mould to Hamaso Tabuai for Doe, but I feel like at least Chance could have a bit of base about him. Yeah, definitely. A bit bigger body. Um, has done it before. Like I've gone close to doing it before at Canberra a few years ago. Um, I've got him at the moment. I, I, I see why 40 odd percent have him. Yeah. Matt Byrne at number eight, uh, 39.8%. I mean, we just ben talked through. about how ben good through. he is. Yeah, yep. don't <laughs> don't antipod him. Uh, Paul Almotti, he's a cheapie. Jack How Howarth is a cheapie. They're kind of guys that if they get a start, you don't antipod. You don't. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Race, if they don't, I'm, I assume that ownership would. Yeah, Ray Stone, yep. two hundred and forty-six thousand. I am antipodding because uh, yep. with. Confirmation that Gilbert's going to come off the bench. Uh, Gilbert's going to start. Ray Stone start will lot, come yeah. off the bench. So uh, I see a similar output to what he did at Para. What he's produced last year. Yep. Which uh, is not very good. And we'll go through a few more. We'll just do the top 20. Um, Tom Trebojevic, 28.7%. If, if you're brave enough, mm-hmm. absolutely, I guess. Antipod, I, I mean, yeah. I feel like it's a viable option to Antipod. He is – he's just had another hamstring injury. Like, you'd be crazy not to think that – be wary at least. Yeah. Luke Garner. You're better than I am. 27.7%. Yeah. I don't have him in my side, but I've definitely got to reassess and see if I can get him in. If not, if not uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see a world where – I feel like I'll be missing out, but he can score doubles, can he? Mate, he'll he'll be. I'm telling you, he'll be good. Yep. Franklin Pele, um, cheapy. See if he gets named. Uh, Nico Hines. We did t- talk about him at the start. Hayes Perham, twenty four point four percent, three hundred seventy thousand uh, named to start at fullback. Bit pricey for a cheapy, um, but yeah, he's on that. He's on that bird, <clears throat> isn't he? Yeah, I think he's just highly owned. It's not really anti-potting if you don't have him. You agree? Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Harry Grant, number one hooker in Supercoach, uh, probably besides Brandon Smith, um, owned wise, but twenty three point six percent antipod. No, I'm going to say no. I think he's just a standout and probably. Probably the biggest standout across all the positions, I think, in, in his position. I think he's just miles better than the rest. And I think if you choose to antipod, you're making a great mistake. I think so too. Um, and I really love Reese Robson and I love what he does. 160K cheaper, Reese Robson is. But I just see Harry Grant as that guy that the only guy that can go 100 plus multiple weeks in that position. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll wrap up our antipod chat. Uh, I think it was a good chat tonight, Hads. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being available today. As we said before, the cricket season is going to be a bit difficult for, for you to come on. And Tuesday night's usually training, isn't it? 
Yeah, don't tell the Manly boys. No. Keep it on the down low. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how are you guys going? Are you going to make the finals? Yeah, we just lost our first Red Bull game the other day, on Saturday, so mm. we're not first anymore. I think we're checking on third now. But um, we're looking good. Good team. Big bashes will be over soon, so we'll get some guys back. And, uh, yeah, it should be ready to crack on for the back half. I remember you were on last year, and I think you said all the names to the people in your side, and then yeah. it wasn't even Joel Davies as well, and Joel Davies is no, hit he the was, scene. He. What, yeah, what, he was 17 no, no, this no, time was. last year, and now he's come on and he's, yeah. he's got blokes on his dick. Yeah, mate, that's unbelievable. I, yeah, I didn't even mention him last year, I don't think, because no one would have really known who he was. I, was, yeah. well, I might have just said Ollie Davies' brother, but yeah, um, he's another one to add to the to the team. So Mickey Edwards, Jack Edwards, Jay Lenton, Steve O'Keefe, Mornay Morkel when he wants to play. Yeah. Is um, he um, Joel Davies' fielding, is he known for his fielding? Yeah. Like, it, yeah, is he like, or was that just? Like, yeah, he's, he's always been good. Well, no, nah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a shock to any of us at all. Because um, legit, like he was, he he ran out with his arm, like he yeah, forced to run out with his arm, and like there's professional cricketers who have been doing it for years who just can't get it over the stumps, or they can, but just like a zing, zing, like he did. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He moves so ridiculously well as well. So, like, he'll literally purposely run slowly so a batsman takes another run and then turns around and throws the stumps down. Like, that's, it's ridiculous. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's nuts. And Ollie's performing in the BB, in the BBL this year too, so it's good to see him kick on. Good to see the Manly boys going well. Very good. Uh, we only need one more Manly boy to, to break through and then we're all good. Fingers crossed. See how we go. Yeah, let's 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 hope. Um, what's his name? Matt Brewster gets a gig. <laughs> All right, cheers, guys, for tuning in uh, for the halves and the antipod chat this week. Uh, next week will be the center wings. Big one, probably uh, might be, but there are a lot of options. But there are a lot of kind of shit options as well. So see you next week and. Uh,